Speaking of reliability, a podcast with good friends talking with you about reliability engineering topics. Welcome to Speaking of Reliability. This is Kirk Gray. And this is Fred Schenkelberg. Hey, Kirk. Hey, Fred. Well, I'm very happy to be talking to you. Um, As of today, I have uh, power, uh, internet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think some of the roads are open, so I might be able to get to a store, uh, pick up some broccoli. You know, you got to have broccoli. And, um, And we have water. Uh, the, our water system went down too. So I live out in California, along not on the coast, but close to the coast in a coastal range area. And the rains over the last couple of weeks have done. Uh, the, I heard from a friend of mine that lives in town that San Jose, the city of San Jose itself, had its crews had seven hundred trees they had to clear from roads or from the lines from the county access had to clear it kind of thing not counting the trees that fell all the way on your own property or you know didn't cause uh, obstruction to, yeah, to roads yeah. um we had a neighbor had a, a redwood branch redwood branches are like small trees all by themselves <laughs> um, came down and punctured yeah. the roof and the ceiling all the way through uh, we had some eucalyptus trees took out a whole grove of other trees. Those are massive trees. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, my neighbors and I are looking at it today because it's not raining to go up there and cut some firewood. Right. Um, but this earlier this week, the week we're recording this, I had to cancel a, uh, a webinar I was going to do. And, and I sent out a note telling people that, hey, look, I don't have power. And I don't have uh, internet. And I'm on a pretty weak unstable cell service so it's probably not going to work so let's just postpone it <laughs> and of course like richard sends me this message back pretty quick i get a couple days later saying well in your line of work you don't have a backup <laughs> i'm like well, how many backups do i need for exactly this? you, know, and, okay. you do have you do have some backups you do have some preparation like you were we were talking about your generator capability yeah i have a a whole house generator that automatically kicks in and it did it worked just fine it ran for four days yeah but sometimes generators don't work and fail and would you you know should you have a backup to your generator well my neighbor right across the street has a very similar model of it so i could probably knock on their door and say hey could i you know charge up and get on the internet and do my right. webinar but we didn't have internet so i have a cell phone right, I've, right. and i've used that before when i had a good signal um to tether to do a, make a hot spot make a hot spot and then i could i've done that and i did it once when i was traveling that the place we were staying didn't have very good wi-fi or internet so i used my phone and it worked but but uh, the cell tower <laughs> that I normally would right. be connected to was down, uh, right? And so it was a much weaker signal, and it was pretty spotty. So that just wasn't going to work to do a, a webinar. And um, so it's, so that he gave me Richard gave me a hard time. He says, "Well, you don't have a backup a backup generator and a, a satellite phone, and right?" Like, uh, how much money do I need to spend (laughs) to have, you know, four levels of backup, you know, and hosting a a webinar. Yeah. It's an inconvenience and it's part of people's professional development. And I've heard all kinds of reasons why people tune into it, 
but uh, it's free and it's not life threatening. <laughs> so well, come on, guys, give me a break. Right, right. It's kind of like how robust you need to build something, you yeah. know, knowing that at some point somebody's going to throw a, a phone out a 12 story window. Right. <laughs> Or and, a game controller into the yeah. TV. Or, and or, California has been subjected to, what do they call this, a 100-year event? I mean, it hasn't happened. Well, it happened five years ago. We had very similar <laughs> <laughs> sequence of events and, it, it, and washouts yeah. and road damage okay. and trees down. Okay. It, it, it's, not, it's not uncommon. Uh, it's, it's when you get, they're calling it now, and I think they called it the last time this happened, is an atmospheric river. Yeah, and or the the nickname is a pineapple express because right. it basically comes from a in the region of the Pacific of where mm -hmm. Hawaiian islands are, mm -hmm. and you can see it on a satellite map. Uh, it's just this, just a, a, and it's part of it's not the uh, uh, jet stream, but it's related to that, where it's just a, a straight line mm -hmm. that goes at least on the map I'm looking at straight line that goes like from Hawaii straight into the San Francisco Golden Gate and or somewhere along California and it just sucks a whole river of water and I when we're talking now is you're getting snow which is from the same storm yep and it yep made it's it over your way right we've got a storm uh warning here it's winter storm warning yeah. and it is snowing right now um but we had, you know, three weeks of this stuff where I think in three weeks we had one day where, well, every day had precipitation, but one day during the daylight hours I could get out and it wasn't windy and raining, so I could actually clear stuff and clean things up. One day out of three weeks of just pretty much consistent rain and at times very high winds. And so that's when we lost everything at one point. Um, but yeah, there's... Yeah, there's different levels of redundancy. And if worse came to worse, I could pack up my computer in a backpack and walk into Starbucks downtown, you know. But they also lost a lot of exactly. power. A lot of their stores were down. What about theirs? <laughs> if you could get through the flooded streets, you know, uh, and, you know, did you arrange for a boat down there? Yeah, well, there's <laughs> to that, To get too. to the Starbucks, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, you. there's only so much you can... Um, afford to design for the the worst case scenario because the worst case scenario i don't know it'll just keep getting worse <laughs> it'll keep getting worse you're limited and you have to balance that between how often how frequent uh is this event going to occur well the most frequent for us up here is is loss of power i mean all of our lines are strung up in the mountains under the trees and yeah the tree comes down and we lose power because we just don't have a mesh of inputs to the area. I think there's two main lines that feed our area. Right. And if either one of those gets disrupted, which they often do, we often then lose power until they figure out, oh, we can route it from here. But mm -hmm. this couple, last couple of weeks, we lost it. Pretty much the entire mountain was out. Right. And, and so we get, and then in the summertime, uh, because of fire damage or fire risk, <laughs> if a squirrel jumps up onto the power line, it shuts everything off. Because yeah. if, if you get a short, it'll often spark. And yeah. our local power company has been sued over and over again for starting for fires. For starting fires, right. And so they just have sensors on them now that just immediately shut it down. Now, I'd much rather not have, I'd, 
let me avoid a double negative. I'd much rather have no power than to have a wildfire rip through here because there's not sure. a lot of backup for that. Right. <laughs> there's not a lot I can right. do about that. Yeah. If I lose power, I can read technical papers, you know, listen to our last episode. Yeah. I, I can I can do other things, but Right. As as we experience here in Louisville, uh, Lafayette, a massive fire wiped out a thousand homes, and yeah, it, it you know everybody would have been fine losing their power over this you know massive firestorm that happened. So yeah, I can understand that. But you you live in a beautiful state. Part of the trade off of that state is the earthquakes, the risk of fire, the risk of mudslides. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is gorgeous. Yosemite and the coast is dramatic. But at the same time, those are elements that uh, have made California what it is, but also have subjected you guys to those all those risks. We sometimes have, you know, we had a fire risk, but not generally in our front range area. Yeah, well, now you're rethinking that. that. Yeah, <laughs> now we're rethinking that. But then we have... A minimal earthquake risk here, but there is that. But it's not like California's at all with the San Andreas Fault. So, um, and then you have the forest fires, and and they're beautiful to live in. You live in a beautiful redwood forest, and that's part of the trade-off, I guess, of anything. Well, it's, you know, same in product design or same in system design or anything is, you know, what levels of of redundancy or backup systems or or trade-offs are you going to make? Right. You know, and to be totally honest, this, the problems I'm facing of having to cancel a webinar, I heard it the expression a couple of years ago, isn't that a first world problem? You know, it's exactly. Like, it's, exactly. You know, now having water out for three days, that was a bit like, well, I, I know the people that are working on it to get this up and running again. Mm-hmm. And, they, and we're getting, uh, we had power back and internet back. So we're getting you know, twice a day updates of progress and where, what's the status and what's the next step and everything else. It, it wasn't like the creek ran dry and it's a 50-mile trek to get into town. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> the next river is two, two miles away. You know, it, it, the problems we were facing is so accustomed to just fire up the computer and, and get online and, and do all the, like, you know, work from home, entertainment, when the internet's down, oh man, and now my streaming music service doesn't work. Oh my, woe is right. me, what do I do right. now? Certainly a, a, a major difference between loss of life or risk of life being lost or anything like that. And that's kind of, you know, when we look at reliability problems, anything that would cause a potential loss of life is certainly uh, the highest priority. And anything else like loss of function of you know, your computer for a bit. Loss of data is also a terrible thing. But, um, you know, it's certainly on what you're talking about is is, uh, losing the ability to do a webinar versus uh, losing power and somebody's uh, oxygen supply system or, you know, they're in a hospital situation. Uh, It could be... That's that's a different story. It's a different story. And so where I'm at and, you know, for how we're living and stuff, 
the there are risks that a tree could fall on the house. And just, I mean, and they are big trees. Yeah. Luckily, redwoods don't tip over very easily, so <laughs> they throw big branches at you. That's instead. why they've been there a thousand years or five hundred, right? Well, yeah. Except my neighborhood was clear cut in the late eighteen hundreds, so the oldest trees around here are about a hundred years old. Oh, okay. So they're just babies. Getting started. <laughs> yeah. it, it is beautiful. It is a trade-off. Um, but it's some, the same thought process, though, is you know, if I really wanted to do this webinar, and I have been very proud that over the last oh, eight years now, mm -hmm. I think I've postponed maybe or, or you know, canceled oh, less than five, maybe only three. Right. And if it had been 25 or whatever, you'd, you'd had to address the whole issue and yeah. maybe done them from the Starbucks. Well, yeah, you did them from Starbucks. You know, I would have figured out something, but it's, there's something for the service that we're offering to, to make it consistent. And, you know, like this, this podcast, we're mm -hmm. up over, I don't know, 140 episodes or something, getting close to that. Mm -hmm. And we do two a week now, and we have been for years. And right. we do enough of, you know, get it ahead, done ahead of time so we get the editing done. And there's mm -hmm. been times where I've up against the deadline and, oh, get internet back or I have to use my cell phone to upload a 30, gigabyte, 30 megabyte file. Right. Which is painful when, you, <laughs> when you're used to high speed stuff. Yeah. But, it, you know, I try uh, as best I can, but I'm not going to, you know, put five navigation computers on my car just so I could find the Starbucks. <laughs> is right. that mixing metaphors or is that different mixing references? I don't know what's yeah. the, how that works. But right. It's, um, you know, life's trade-offs. Um, so I, 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 I don't know, you know, there's, everybody has to make that judgment as to how, how much they're going to back up. Like I say, if you had somebody, you know, and I did, my father was in Dallas on an oxygen machine. Mm -hmm. It was a concentrator and needed that. And Dallas had a very rare snowstorm that knocked out power and took down trees. And his, our house our in, in Dallas, it was, uh, there was no heat. And it was 30 degrees, and he was bedridden mm -hmm. with oxygen. And I, fortunately, when I went to, I had scheduled before that a visit to go up there. So I was planning to drive up there from Austin to Dallas. And I picked up a generator on the way. Yeah. And it was, that was a lifesaver because uh, I plugged it in and plugged in his heater in his bedroom. We closed it up and, you know, it was able to run a, a pretty good heater inside the bedroom and keep him warm in his electric blanket. But it was a matter of survival. And Well, you're lucky that you were able, even able to find a generator. Exactly. Before I got to Dallas, because they were all sold out in Dallas, I, I found out later, yeah. I stopped at Waxahachie at Home Depot, and I've got the last one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, that happened up here when, when we had all these power outages for fire safety. Yeah, everybody went and grabbed a, grabbed a generator. generator. It's, well, you got to prepare, you know, be prepared like the scouts or whatever. But um, that that's that was a once in a uh, 50, 100-year storm for Dallas. Where yeah, they were and it's rare that they lose power. They might it, have a rolling blackout or brownout or whatever for a couple hours you know, when heat, the high heat in the summer, yeah. they've been doing that. 
But yeah. it's 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 a balance of what do you need to prepare for, and then how deep do you want to go? And it's a cost benefit trade off, obviously. Right. Um, right. You know, up here it's there's. I mean, we we go through seasons of fire preparedness and and mm-hmm. you know clearing brush and doing all that stuff, and then we're in the winter time. It we know we've got regular power outages because the tree's coming down. So it's not everybody has generators. <laughs> but uh, I bet you a lot, a big percentage do, right? Well, a good number do. Good number yeah. do. And But most of the time, the power's out for a day or two max. And, yeah. and so people get their ice chest out and get a bag of ice. Or if you know a storm's coming, you freeze a bunch of stuff and then you use that to keep everything cold in your fridge. <laughs> I mean... My mom, my mother-in-law, she would freeze, she had a, sta- a full-size freezer, and she would freeze all of these blocks of ice. Mm-hmm. And she would just, one at a time, transfer those over to the refrigerator, and just the old ice chest kind of concept. <laughs> she goes, I knew how to run an ice chest before you were born. You know? <laughs> kind of yeah, the old, uh, yes, the old uh, straightforward method. Yeah. Well, here, you know, obviously in our area, I bet you very few people have generators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because rarely, even though we do have uh, heavy snowfall, sometimes knockout things, the system has been built to withstand that for the most part. And, you know, you, can, you can't really withstand falling trees or mud Well, you slot. can. You, you bury it, but then the ground moves. And that yeah, right. Exactly. Earthquakes. Uh, no, we have all kinds of trade-offs here. But, <laughs> but it's, you know, it just reinforces that it's, you think through what the risks are, what, where the challenges are, and what's important and not important. What are you willing to put redundancies or backup systems in place? But then for emergency type situations or for, an, let's say your product fails in a, uh, in a way that makes it unsafe, well, what's the recourse? How are you going to make it avert that or avoid that or minimize that or make right. it fail safe? Uh, you has got to think through what happens when a tree falls on your, you know, on well, your house. What, what are you going to do? And, you know, part of it is adapting also to the changes of a change like your product you find is being used in some kind of a uh, different way than originally designed. But cli- climate change is possibly going to be causing more storms. Oh, yeah. Certainly may raise the ocean uh, so that uh, lower lower level areas will be, uh, have a, a water. I mean, you know, the shoreline will be starting to, well, yeah, this week, is, there's one of my, one of the quotes on the local news was, was like, he, it's not, I'm not accustomed to seeing uh, seaweed washed up three blocks up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, prepare for that. And, you know, your utilities and everything else is going to be. So people have to start putting that in now that we uh, are building uh, infrastructure and other, you know, uh, developments. They're going to have to be aware of that. Um, just like houses in uh, San Francisco and your area are built to withstand some ground movement. Yep. And not here, you know, we don't really consider that. Yeah. So now it, in, so you do what you can, um, for those that were scheduled for that, uh, uh webinar, <laughs> my apologies. Um, we, we do our best, but, uh, there was a, a couple of hurdles on that one. Um, and Richard, thanks for your comment about giving my line of work. I should have had backups. Well, I did. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> How many levels of backups do you? Need? Well, the satellite phone made me laugh. It was like, <laughs> I don't know how much they cost, but I don't imagine they're cheap. No. <laughs>
no, no. And cells work. Cell phones uh, work great and fantastic most, most of the time. 99% of the time. That's right. Um, so anyway, we, we survived and, um, you know, just roll with the punches and, and do what you mm. need to do and, and get by and yeah, look out your window and see what a beautiful place you live in, Fred. <laughs> yeah. It's, you don't want to do that when there's a 60 mile an hour wind going through. It's, it's not a pleasant sight then. <laughs> no. But anyway, if you, you know, uh, how, how do you prepare, uh, not only for natural disaster type stuff, but also your products to, to, uh, besides the safety stuff, how do you keep the functions running? Uh, and how much redundancy do you think you need in these products? And, and how do you make those decisions? And be curious of how people actually go about doing that. Right. Um, but uh, let us know. Head over to sendoverliability.com slash go slash SOR couple ways for you to get in touch with us there kirk and i and the other hosts are available through linkedin and our about pages um a good part of the show it's been a little dry I, it's not just my email's been slow because of all these other issues but i haven't had all that many questions lately so kirk and i and all the others really do appreciate getting and hearing what you got on your mind or what questions you may have and uh that certainly makes for great topics for future episodes so let us know so with that kirk i think i'll while it's sunny out here i'm gonna go <laughs> dig out my clean the decks and clean the gutters yeah. and prepare for it's supposed to start rain again tonight overnight yeah so and more then we're coming gonna, and we're supposed to get your seconds moisture uh later after this snowstorm so i'm hoping uh, this will end soon but we'll probably have a snow day here for the yeah. most part. Well, you got nothing else to do. Do you? No, it's you can attach nice a snowblower to, to your to electric work, scooter yeah. and make it work. <laughs> so anyway, All right, good luck to you. Stay okay, safe. Thanks a lot. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Speaking of Reliability. We invite you to join the conversation. If you have a question or a topic that you think we should discuss in a future show, please let us know. You can find a comment box below the episode show notes or just leave a note as part of a review on iTunes.